Welcome to the Mother Together podcast. This is Tiana. This is Arielle. And we're two moms empowering other mamas not to settle in their motherhood, relationships, careers, and self-worth. Today, we're going to be talking about the signs of domestic abuse and sharing some of Tiana's story. So one thing that we want to address before we even get started is that we are both women, and Tiana is specifically, obviously, a woman. Yes, I am. And her story is one of being abused by a man. So that is why we come at this uh, from the perspective of a woman being abused by a man. Um, We know that there are men out there that have been abused. Um, Actually, the statistics are that, on average, more than one in three women have been abused, and one in four men have been abused. And that's from the National domestic abuse hotline. We'll reference any stats that we referenced during this podcast in our um, podcast description. But women ages 16 to 24 are most likely to experience abuse. Because of the experience that Tiana's had and um, friends around us have had, we felt this episode is really important to cover the stages of abuse and how it's all abuse and kind of just give some insight on what it looks like to be on that side of it. Yeah, so the first stage of abuse um, in any domestic violence situation is to seduce and charm the victim. So a lot of people think that, you know, you just start dating this person and then they just like punch you in the face. Um, And then they're like, well, why didn't she leave? Mm -hmm. They don't understand that it's all like a game of manipulation. So for example, like when I first met my ex-husband, he was incredible. He was calm. He was very laid back, total opposite than what he is. Um, he put me up on this like pedestal and made me feel like I was like a queen and like he wanted to take care of me and I deserved everything in the world and he wanted to come in and save me from my home life mm-hmm. because I was in um, my home life was not the greatest. Like my my mom and stepdad were always like you know, domestic violence situations there. They were always hitting each other. They were, you know, fighting. It was very, very chaotic. So, you know, he came from a great home life. So he thought, I'm going to come in and save you. And that's what I truly believed. I really believed he was going to come in and save me. Yeah, I think it's crazy that he even referenced the situation you were in Mm -hmm. and probably not even realizing at the time, like, oh, I'm going to take her and actually put her in the same situation. Exactly. I don't think that his entire goal and plan was to do that. Right. Um... A lot of abusers, they will abuse out of, like, fear, Mm -hmm. um, control, and that's fear of losing you, control of, like, losing control of you Mm -hmm. and not having you anymore, Um, jealousy. Those are all things that they start to come in once they, like, develop that, like, deep love for you as if they think is love. So, like, it's not planned. It's not like they go throughout their day and then think, when I get home, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to say this, this, and this. Yes. It's it's more in the moment. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there may be people out there that, you know, have some crazy mental illnesses where they do things like that. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it's that's not how it is. And that's why people don't understand it. Um, The second stage of abuse is to isolate the victim. So, for example, I left my home at, like, um, I was, like, three months before I was about to turn 18 years old. So when I left, my mom clearly was mad at me. So she took my cell phone from me. I didn't have a car. So this was very easy for him to take control and take over me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a phone. He would leave the house and I would be sitting there without a phone, without a vehicle. Um, Once I did finally get a vehicle, um, I was only allowed to work a few days a week. And I thought, this is amazing because he was like, I want to take 
care of you. Like you're a queen. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve to be taken care of. Like this is your spending money. Um, even though I was barely making any money, but that was the entire goal was to isolate me in like the very beginning of like that. I, I need you. I need him. Um, and two, like my, we didn't, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my mom at the time because I did leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt like alone and like, I mean, he was the only person in the world that I loved and I needed. And he really made sure to like instill that in my head. What about friends? Yes. Yeah, so he also cut off my friends. So he told me my friends were bad for me and that, you know, they're going to make me do all these bad things and they don't want us together and all of these like crazy things now that I look back at it. But if you're in that situation, you really start to truly believe this because like, yeah, your friends are telling you like he's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so but like at the time I'm like oh my gosh I love him he takes like he wants to take care of me and I just believed everything he said and you were in fact like out of the situation that you were in and I was he did remove me from so some of the things were correct he did remove me from the situation that I was in the situation that I wanted to be out so badly um he did do that so you start to believe things because some things they do do yeah um but then obviously they like do other things that you're not recognizing at the time And what about church? When did you guys start going to church together? Yeah, so that was, um, that was part of it. And so when I met him right before I moved out of my house, um, he brought me to church and was like, I mean, my mom brought me to church a few times when I was little, but I never actually went to church. So he brought me to church. He led me to Jesus. So I thought he's my savior. God sent him to me. And so all of these things added up of like manipulating me, which I really think that he did have a heart and he wanted me to like, mm-hmm. he wanted me to get saved. He wanted me to go to heaven. If I died, if he killed me or not, I don't know if that was going <laughs> to be part of his plan. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not, this is not funny, have, but yeah. dark humor. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like, he had such great moments and that's the thing about an abuser is mm-hmm. when they're great, they're incredible. When they're bad, they are the devil. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to distinguish the two. And then after they've did something to you, they will, I mean, get on their hands and knees. They'll beg. They'll apologize. Mm-hmm. They'll cry. Um, they really make you feel like, okay, like, mm-hmm. he's he's really sorry. And I'm sure it's different for every situation because, you know, we're talking about your mm-hmm. specific situation, the person that you're with. Lots of different things going on, yeah. like, mentally. Not yes. everybody might have those same, you know, combinations of mental illnesses. But um, one thing that I know that I've seen a lot, like, with you and other situations that, you know, since becoming aware of this, is that the person in that relationship who does the abusing, it's usually someone that's very liked by, like, the mm-hmm. people around them and maybe seen as you know, got it all together, like, they're a great husband, a great dad, whatever, um, and then, you know, that's kind of, like, everything's done in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's kind of how it was at the beginning? I definitely feel like that's how it was at the beginning and even to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, people still to this day, like, if I share my story a little bit on Facebook, if they weren't, like, a close friend and family, they just, they can't believe it. You mm-hmm. know, they think that you're lying because they can't see that side of that person, and, that's Which is pretty incredible locally because there's a lot of information out there if you just Google your yeah. ex's name. So they could very easily find that information, but it's still – and that, I guess, speaks to the, the stat that we shared earlier. Yes. That people just don't want to believe things sometimes. They don't want to believe things. They don't want to change their view on a person. Mm-hmm. And 
They just don't accept the truth, really, well, is the and problem. So whenever I had the first conversation with Kimber just about this and the stats that she shared with me, a lot of the things she said, the stats spoke to religion being a big part of mm-hmm. why people believe that what they did. And I think a big part of that is because, you know, divorce is so looked down upon mm-hmm. in, you know, most religions. And if you're going to leave that person, it's going to involve a divorce of some sort. And so they don't want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get comments like, just wait. It's a phase. They'll grow out of it. They're just immature. They're just immature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the age that you said that you, that everyone said to wait until? 25. Yeah. <laughs> and we hit 25 and I was like, he's still not changing. And I was holding on to that because we met, like I said, I was 17 years old. He was 18. So we were really young. Like we were very young mm-hmm. to get married, to start a family. We were really young. But I was holding on to that 25. Like, it was, like, the golden age of, like, my whole life was just going to be amazing once I hit 25. And it didn't, you know, nothing changed. And for some people, it may have been a phase for them. Like, the, being young and wild, that could have been a phase. But mm-hmm. there was so much more to our, to our story that I don't think people realized of, like, how bad it was mm-hmm. and how bad it got. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go on to the stage three. So this is when they're going to like introduce violence to you. And you may not even realize like I'm being abused because when people say, oh, I'm a victim of abuse, they think that you should have had like both eye sockets broke, your nose broke. They think all of these extreme things, which that is abuse, mm-hmm. but it also begins slow. So that means like throwing things at you, breaking glass on the ground, um, I mean, I've had, as I was driving, a large McDonald's french fry dumped over my head, a Polar Pop dumped on me, and I w- didn't feel like I was being abused because previously when I was growing up, I witnessed, like, actual, like, hitting in the face, like, punching each yeah. other, you know, burning each other with cigarettes. Like, mm-hmm. I, the things I witnessed were worse than was what I was experiencing personally at that time. Mm-hmm. And so it started slow. If you went to someone and said, you know, in that phase of your relationship, mm-hmm. hey, I might be experiencing abuse because he did this. He, he poured fries over my head, like, or whatever it is. So do you think, why do you think people say, like, that's not abuse or mm-hmm. whatever? Like, why do you think people do that? I don't know. Um, for example, right now I have broke the silence and I've been sharing my story. And a lot of the comments say, well, she has not been abused. She doesn't have any broken bones or any bruises. Well, for one, I've, we've been split up for almost two years mm-hmm. now. So, you know, they would have already healed. Yeah. Um, and I do have a scar. I have a scar right here on my eyebrow. I've had broken bones. I've never had a broken bone in my life until I was mm-hmm. married. And I had two broken bones. And so abusers are sneaky, too. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't walk around with bruises on my face. And... You know, it would be on my legs, my arms. They would be different places where no one would see the the bruise. Because where he was making you hide your yeah. body anyway. Yes, yes. And so it wasn't like you're going to walk around with black eyes. And some women do. But I didn't. My abuser was smarter than that. He was. He didn't want everyone around us to know. Mm-hmm. And two, I never even knew what Arnica cream was until I was married. And Arnica cream became my best friend. So this is a thing um, you can just get from local drugstores. Didn't know about it until he went and got it for me. Um, and it takes away bruises. So you would put this on what? and it, yeah, it speeds up the healing and takes away bruises. Don't know how it works, but that became my best friend. And so 
You do these things not even to protect your abuser, but Mm -hmm. to protect your own image, especially Mm -hmm. if you have kids. You don't want your kids to see, like, you don't want people around you to know what's going on. And that's why no one knows what's going on behind closed doors Mm -hmm. until someone breaks the silence. At this level, like, after experiencing the other phases, was there a part of you that thought you did something to deserve it? Yeah, because throughout these phases, they start to manipulate you and mentally abuse you. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, like, you deserved. Like, you shouldn't have did that when you're 15 years old, or you shouldn't have did that before, you know, you met me, or, like, they just really, really break you down and make you feel Mm -hmm. so small. And if you would have asked me, like, when I was, like, in high school before I met him, if I was ever going to be in a relationship where I was abused, I would have been like, hell no. Mm -hmm. Because I knew what it was like living like that. And I just thought I was so much smarter Mm -hmm. than that. But I wasn't. You know, it doesn't, like, you know, abuse doesn't discriminate. They're not, it's not going after one type Mm -hmm. of person. Um, When you fall in love, you know, and they manipulate you, you're, you know, a prime candidate, especially because I was 17 and ages 16, 24 are the ages where most women start experiencing abuse. I think the important thing to remember, too, is because I think that a lot of people will say, oh, well, she experienced abuse in her marriage because she did see it as a child. And so she knew Mm -hmm. nothing better than to look for that situation. Mm -hmm. But there are just as many women that are in abusive situations where their husband, you know, has a good paying job and seems really, really like well off by the public and, you know, everything seems to be doing really well, but behind the scenes, again, you still just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. And, and like from there, then it it will go from, you know, they may never hit you. Like I was never punched in the face ever. My abuse came in forms of, like I said, you know, kicking me in the legs, like he, or like hitting me on the head. So you, you wouldn't see that abuse. Um, you wouldn't see the bruises, um, choking. That is a form, ladies, of abuse. Please know that is a form of abuse. It seems like a lot of ladies, even in my DMs, are like, well, he's only choked me a couple times. And I know for a fact I've said those words. Like, I've he only choked me a couple times. Like, I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. No, ladies, like, you can, he can kill you from yeah. that choking. Um, that is abuse, and it will only get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, they just may do it in different forms where no one, you know, will see the bruises. Mm -hmm. And then the last stage of abuse um, is the final stage. And that is where um, your domestic violence partner will kill you. And this me, you may be like, this seems extreme, but it's not. So 70% of women who leave domestic violence situations, and that's when they kill their, their, their victim. And you may be like, okay, but why? Because they completely lost control. Once they feel like they have nothing left and you've left the situation, that's when Mm -hmm. they kill. Which you actually kind of experienced the off the deep end. Like when you left, that's whenever he got worse. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, like you were protected and, you know. His addiction got worse. I mean, for the first six months, he had no idea where I lived. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, that was like, that was awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt safe and I could sleep at night. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, and that's a big factor of why I didn't leave before is because he would say like, if you leave, I'm going to kill you. Mm -hmm. If you leave, I'm going to kill you and your next, your next husband. And so I thought, well, I'm better safe here, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, at least my kids will have a mother if I'm in the house. And so you really do like, you really believe these things. Mm -hmm. And that is the forms like 
all the stages to manipulate you into staying. Mm -hmm. And why, like, when people say, couldn't be that bad because, you know, she stayed that long. Mm -hmm. Or it can't be that bad. She's still married. That is so painful to hear because, like, you really do not know what it's like being the victim Mm -hmm. and, like, believing all of these things. And they're scary. Mm -hmm. Like, they scare you, especially when you're, like, 109 pounds and they're 200 pounds. Like, it's scary. You really feel like you are trapped. Like, the best way to put it, someone asked me the other day, well, how did it feel to be in that situation? I said, I felt like I was trapped in a dog cage in the middle of my house and it was on fire and all I could do was sit there and watch it. Mm -hmm. That's what you feel like. You feel like you are stuck. There's no way to get out. There's no way to get water. Like, you are literally stuck in that situation. And so some people will say, like, well, why didn't you just tell somebody? Mm -hmm. Did you? I did tell people. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would downplay it Mm -hmm. because, like I said, I didn't get broken noses. I didn't get black eyes. Mm -hmm. And those are the typical when you do watch movies. And that's why I love made because they, they actually showed what the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. They showed a majority of women what they do experience Mm -hmm. because a lot of domestic violence movies you watch, like the woman is getting black eyes, broken nose. They're getting straight up beaten. They, Mm -hmm. yes. And so people have stuck in their mind that's that's abuse. Mm-hmm. Choking's not, you know, getting, like, popped dumped on your head is not. Getting things thrown at you is not. This is why I want you to watch or read Big Little Lies because the abuse that they show in that, uh, it's in the book, but they specifically, you know, obviously show mm-hmm. it in the show. It's It really speaks to the type of abuse that's probably more common mm-hmm. because it's a lot of, like, sexual abuse too. Yep, sexual abuse. Um, they will manipulate you into having sex. It and- almost seems like it's what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good topic to bring up because a lot of women will experience that, that if, like, I heard a lot, well, if you don't have sex with me, I'm going to go cheat on you tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably would have. And so you would have sex with them. And too, like, when your love language is physical touch, it's mm-hmm. hard because you feel like you could almost love, like, love and, like, give them what they want mm-hmm. and they're going to treat you amazing. And that is just not true. Like, all of these things, like... You're not going to love it out of them. You can't be their savior. These are all things that I thought that I could do because, you know, here I am. I'm a strong woman. Like, I'm putting up with this. Like, I'm here. I'm taking care of our family. I'm holding this down. Like, you're going to snap out of it and you're going to become this amazing husband. And that's just not true. And also for other people that are always in my comments, like, you should have did counseling. We did counseling mm-hmm. from the very beginning. And we did extensive counseling the last two years. Did he show up for all the counseling sessions? No, because you couldn't make him. But I was there, I was trying, and I was applying and learning all of these things. So what would you say to someone who's listening that's like, well, I'm, I'm experiencing any stage of what we just talked about? So I would say to seek a counselor, start praying about your decision, and come up with a plan as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will tell you, come up with this financial plan. Don't do that. Don't wait for that because that was something I was also waiting for. And a lot of these abusers will control you and control your finances where you are never going to be able to have enough money to get out. So like me, I have Ariel. Mm -hmm. I told her what I wanted to do and she said, you can have a, you can stay here as long as you want. And Mm -hmm. I literally took our clothes and I left when I left and I never looked back. And once I got here, then that's when I came up with my plan. Okay, like, yeah. what can I afford? How, where can I go? I mean, I put me and my three kids in a 500-square-foot apartment. Mm-hmm. You make do with what you have to at the time. Get safe first. Just get safe. Mm-hmm. Just get out. Find a place to go, a women's shelter, a friend, a family, a church member, somebody. If you tell someone that cares about you and they love you, 
They're going to help you. And call a domestic hotline if you're like, I truly don't have anyone. Because I know that I've seen that in your comments. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have anyone around me. Yeah. The the hotline will be in the description. But that's a resource that will be able to find you something. Yes. So my mission is to break the silence and let men and women know, like, the, the stages of domestic violence because it's not, you know, hey, I'm going to trap you and you're stuck with me. It's not like that. The red flags. And just to let women out there know that I was just like you. I I was you. Like, I don't have anything, you know, ahead of you. If I can do it, you can do it. You just have to get that strength to, to know, like, this is what I'm doing and go and never look back. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Mother Together podcast. If you want to hang out with us in real life, join our Facebook group, Mother Together. Go to Facebook, search Mother Together in groups, click join, and make sure to answer those questions. See you in the group. group.